the hobby of collecting Sports Illustrated issues is now being taken to the next level. So just as PSA and Beckett have completely changed the sports card collecting hobby, CGC is now doing the same for Sports Illustrated collecting. So 10 years ago, if you had purchased every raw Michael Jordan Fleer rookie card you could find uh, and sent them to PSA to be graded, you'd be a millionaire today. You have a chance to get in on the ground floor of this rapidly growing hobby of graded CGC Sports Illustrated issues. First, be sure to follow me on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and eBay. Just search CGC Sports Illustrated. There's also a private Facebook group. Again, search under groups for CGC Sports Illustrated. And of course, be sure to rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. On this episode, I'm going to cover a lot of the basics around the graded Sports Illustrated collecting hobby. We'll talk about why Sports Illustrated versus other magazines, uh, the difference between raw, ungraded issues and graded issues, uh, the difference between, and this is a really important topic, the difference between subscription issues and newsstand issues and how it relates to the collectability of each. Talk a little bit about how to get your graded or your issues of Sports Illustrated graded, if that's something you want to do. And then I'll talk a little bit about what I'm focusing and collecting right now and show you some examples of that. So let's start off with why Sports Illustrated. Most people have been collecting Sports Illustrated magazines since they first came out in 1954. It seems like everybody had a Sports Illustrated subscription when they were kids or adults. I know when I was a teenager, I probably had a subscription to Sports Illustrated for 10, 15, or 20 years. I'd rip the covers uh, off of it from my favorite stars, and I would just stick them to the wall in my bedroom. And I'd go inside and rip the photos out that I thought were spectacular and just stick them all over the wall in my bedroom. So I think there's a ton of nostalgia for many of us as it relates to Sports Illustrated. And then Sports Illustrated is by far the gold standard for any sports magazine, and it's not even really close. You know, there were others back in the day like Sport and Sporting News. Um, in the 80s and 90s, there were some magazines uh, like, for example, Slam, which came out that were focused exclusively on basketball. There's a small market for collecting those sorts of magazines. Some people even collect magazines of Beckett. If you remember that, the old uh, card pricing, you know, sports card pricing magazine that came out every month. The market for collecting magazines outside of Sports Illustrated is pretty small. The entire hobby is really focused on Sports Illustrated. Now that said, there are going to be some examples where huge sports stars were on general purpose magazines. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see I've got an issue of Newsweek from 1995 pulled up uh, that's been graded as a 9.2. Michael Jordan's on the cover. If you've got something like that where it's Michael Jordan or Mickey Mantle or Muhammad Ali, there's going to be a little bit bigger collecting market for that. But in general, um, what most people want are Sports Illustrated. And let's not forget the photography with Sports Illustrated was always second to none. And I think that's what drew a lot of people to the magazines. I mean, you're going to see incredibly beautiful photography in every single Sports Illustrated um, issue you've ever seen. So again, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm gonna kind of walk you through some of these iconic issues. Um, here's a great example, the Dream Team from 1992, Jordan and Magic and Barkley on the cover. I mean, that's just an iconic cover and another reason why people 
absolutely love Sports Illustrated. Uh, Muhammad Ali, always collectible no matter what he's on. This is a, an image of his very first Sports Illustrated when he was known as Cassius Clay uh, back in 1963. Just an absolutely iconic cover. Anything with Mickey Mantle on it, I mean, I, he is still the king as it relates to sports collecting. Um, Mickey's first uh, issue of Sports Illustrated, the first time he graced the cover was in 1956. Roberto Clemente, this is a great one, and this is a great example, and, and maybe a reason why this is such an iconic issue. You know, Roberto Clemente passed away really in his prime, and so there's not a lot of sports memorabilia around Roberto Clemente, and so there's just very little supply, but I, I love this cover issue of him. His only issue of Sports Illustrated, he was ever on the cover from 1967. It, it's just a, it's a beautiful example. You know, this one is, is absolutely iconic. The, you know, the USA hockey team beating the Soviet Union in 1980. Um, the cover for this Sports Illustrated featuring the USA hockey team is, uh, is unique because it's the only issue of Sports Illustrated where there's no additional writing and words on the cover. It says Sports Illustrated, March 3rd, 1980, $1.25. That's it. It doesn't say, I believe, you know, do you believe in miracles or USA hockey wins or anything like that? It just lets the picture speak for itself. Couple more examples here. Can't leave out swimsuit issues. You know, that's really a separate subset of collecting within Sports Illustrated. There are people that just collect um, swimsuit issues, and those have been iconic. The very first uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue uh, here from 1954, so certainly iconic. Um, Joe Montana, his first ever cover on Sports Illustrated from 1992, uh, 1982. And then obviously, uh, you've got LeBron James. Uh, I love this picture of his first cover of Sports Illustrated from 2002, um, specifically because he's in his high school uniform. You know, you remember he went straight from high school to the NBA, and, uh, and there he is with his high school uniform and LeBron's first ever cover uh, in 2002. So those are a lot of reasons as to why Sports Illustrated is really the only sports magazine um, that people collect. I mean, it takes up 99% of the collecting market for, for graded and even ungraded sports magazine collecting. So that's really why Sports Illustrated is the one to collect. Let's spend a couple minutes talking about the difference between graded and ungraded issues. So graded issues, sometimes referred to as raw, are exactly what you would get in the mail or if you purchase it at the newsstand. It's an issue, it's a magazine, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can open it up, you can read the articles. A raw issue is exactly what it sounds like, ungraded. Well, just like sports cards over the last 20 years, you can have magazines encapsulated and graded. So you can take a raw issue like this one, you can send it to a company like CGC, just like sports cards, they've got experts that are gonna closely examine the issue, give it a number grade on a one to 10 scale, encapsulate it, put it in a plastic case, and send it back to you. So again, if you're watching on YouTube, I've got a, um, a copy here uh, of Sports Illustrated that's been graded. So this is Stan Makita on the Chicago Blackhawks, um, and this is from March 20th, 1967. And what CGC has done is they've taken this issue, they've encapsulated it, sealed it, and then placed it in a, uh, a plastic hole. At the top, you can see the grade. In this case, they gave this a 9.2. And then there's a ton of information up on that, that header uh, at the top there. So you can see it says Sports Illustrated. This is volume 26 in issue number 12. Time Incorporated is the publisher of the magazine. There's the date it was released, March 20th, 1967. 
Um, below that, there's a little note that says subscription insert. So this means this issue has one of those subscription cards that you would always you know, open up a magazine, it would fall out of. Um, that one is included in this magazine. So if that um, subscription card wasn't in there, you wouldn't get that grading note. On the bottom left, you can see the names of the columnists that are writing articles in this issue. Bottom right, it says this is Stan Makita of the Blackhawks on the cover, as well as it mentions um, some other sports stars about uh, and articles that are being written in this issue. For this specific example, there's articles written about World Cup skiing, NCAA basketball, and Arnold Palmer. Then right there in the center at the top, there's a barcode and a number. This is for CGC verification. Just like PSA and Beckett, you can go to the CGC website. You don't have to be a subscriber to CGC. Anybody can do this. But you can go there and you can type in this serial number. And what that'll do is that'll confirm that this is, in fact, an authentic, graded CGC Sports Illustrated issue. Uh, and then the last thing on the far right there, there's a, a CGC hologram sticker that's also part of that authentication and security process. That sticker is actually on the inside of the plastic case, uh, so it can't be tampered with. So I think there's a good examples of the difference between raw issues and then what a graded issue looks like. <clears throat> this next part is really important. We're going to talk about the difference between subscription issues and newsstand issues. Now, the definitions seem pretty self-explanatory on the surface. So subscription issues have a mailing label on them. They were mailed to subscribers. Newsstand issues were purchased at the store and the magazine rack. However, the difference in the collecting world is huge. And again, I can't emphasize this enough. If there is anything that you take away from this podcast, it should be knowing the difference and how to spot subscription issues versus newsstand issues and how they're valued in the hobby. The bottom line is newsstand issues are much, much, much more collectible than subscription issues. Now, why is that? It's simple supply and demand, which is what drives the entire collecting hobby for sports memorabilia for anything. Sports Illustrated has talked about this and, and they've come out and said this. How many issues were printed every single week over the years? And Sports Illustrated has said throughout most of their history that they printed about two to three million copies of every single issue every single week. Sports Illustrated has also said that about 2% of those two to three million issues every week were for newsstand only, and the rest were mailed to subscribers. So you can do the math. 2% on two to three million means there were only 40 to 60,000 newsstand issues printed each week, and the rest, the millions of the rest, were all subscription issues. So anywhere in the collecting world where there are millions and millions of copies of the same item, there's just not going to be as much value in that item because there's just too much supply. Even if you get them graded, and even if they come back as a mint 9.8, um, you're not going to see much value and much demand just because there were so many million copies of every single issue. Very similar to the junk wax era for sports card collecting. Uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s, all the card companies were producing millions and millions and millions of cards. The market was flooded with those cards, 
And it's why, you know, junk, a junk wax era cards are really priced by the pound right now. I can get a hundred pounds of junk wax cards for five bucks. Um, so there are some similarities between uh, that junk wax era and subscription issues of Sports Illustrated as it relates to value and collectability. So how can you tell the difference between a subscription issue and a newsstand issue? Because you might be thinking, well, this is a dumb question. If there's a mailing label on it, it's a subscription issue. If there isn't, it's a newsstand issue. And of course, the answer is it depends. So yes, generally speaking, if there's a mailing label on the issue, it's a subscription issue. And if there's not, it's a newsstand issue. But I'm gonna go through some examples where it might not be as easy to tell. So again, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I've got a pull issue pulled up here from 1998, picture of the Chicago Bulls on the cover. You can see the mailing label in the bottom right-hand corner. This is clearly a subscription issue, no question. The next issue here, this is uh, Gordie Howe on the cover from 1957, Gordie Howe from the Detroit Red Wings. There's no mailing label on here. I've examined it very closely. This is a newsstand issue. Let's take a look, though, at some other examples that might not be as straightforward. So more modern era Sports Illustrated, what Sports Illustrated started doing as opposed to printing the subscriber's name and address on a mailing label and then sticking that to the issue, what they started doing is creating this little box here at the bottom left. And then they would just print the mailing information directly on the cover in that box. You can see that mailing label box there. However, there's no name and address printed on there. In this example, this is still considered a subscription issue because if I had got, uh, gone to the newsstand and bought this exact same issue, this mailing label box would not be there. So something you need to keep in mind, especially for more modern issues. Um, here's an issue from another Michael Jordan issue from 1989. You can see really closely here at the bottom, somebody has tried to remove the mailing label and they pulled most of it off, but there's still a little bit of it stuck on the cover. Even if the mailing label is completely removed, it's still considered a subscription issue. And if you end up sending that to CGC to get graded, they will know the difference. They've been doing this a long time. They take close examination and they would label an issue like this. Even if the mailing label has been perfectly removed, it would still be labeled as a subscription issue. And so what you don't want to have happen to you, and this has happened countless times to people in this hobby, is that you have what you think is a newsstand issue because it's clean and there's no label. You send it to CGC for grading and it comes back and right at the top on the slab, it says subscription issue on the grading notes. When this happens, that issue is Im just immediately becomes much, much less collectible. So here's, um, here's an example um, of, of one that's for sale on eBay right now. So this is, again, another Michael Jordan um, Sports Illustrated issue. If I zoom in here on the bottom, man, it doesn't look like there's been a mailing label ever on this. I mean, this is absolutely clean. There's no remnants of labels. You know, where the label would go isn't scuffed up. There's no glue residue. But if we take an even closer look in here, we can see CGC has deemed this a subscription edition. So you've got to be really careful and you've got to look at all of your issues. CGC is really the best in the business. They've been grading comic books for decades. Um, they've been grading magazines for a number of years. All these issues, when you send them to CGC to be graded, go through a very strenuous grading process. 
if there was ever a mailing label on your magazine, CGC will know about it and they'll label it as a subscription issue. So something you really, really want to be aware of um, as you get into this hobby and dig into it more. A couple more examples. So here's a cover with Terry Bradshaw uh, from 1979. You can see here somebody has removed the mailing label, but they've damaged the cover and it's scratched up there. So this is clearly a subscription issue. Now here's an example where I almost got burned myself. So I bought this issue. Um, this is a, a Notre Dame football on the cover from 1977. Looks great. Close examination. There's no mailing label. There's no remnants of label. There's no scratching. There's no glue residue on the bottom left-hand side. However, older issues of Sports Illustrated, sometimes the mailing labels were put vertically along the spine. And if you were to dig into this issue and look closer, that's where you can tell. There is a little bit of glue residue that's sitting up there on the spine. So this turns out, this is a subscription issue. So I'm glad that I caught that before I paid a lot of money to send this to CGC to have it graded just to have it come back as a subscription issue. The bottom line is, you've gotta be really careful. If you're buying raw issues in person, take your time to look at them closely from all different sorts of angles and all different kinds of lighting. If you're buying issues on eBay and Facebook Marketplace, you know, my suggestion is, is just email uh, and send a note to the seller. Hey, is this uh, a newsstand issue or has the mailing label been removed? Um, and hopefully you can trust them to give you an accurate answer. But the bottom line is you've got to be really, really careful when buying raw issues that look like newsstands because plenty of them have had the label removed and it can be tough to tell. There are some issues out there where, where I, mean, I, I can't tell. And I've been collecting these for years. I've looked at thousands and thousands of issues. And man, that looks like a clean issue to me. But it turns out that the label's been removed. Let's talk about how to get your issues graded. If this is something you want to do, you want to dig into it, you want to take your issues and the ones you like the most and send them into CGC to get graded. I think there used to be more companies out there um, other than CGC grading uh, magazines. Beckett did it for a very short period of time. You can find some on eBay. Um, they had another program. Um, you might see some issues that are slabbed by Beckett that say uncirculated at the top. For a short period of time, Beckett had an exclusive deal with Sports Illustrated where Beckett would take newsstand issues directly from Sports Illustrated, encapsulate them, label them as uncirculated, and then sell them to consumers on their website. Um, I've done some research on this. My understanding that Beckett no longer offers this service, but you'll still see some of them out there in the marketplace. So keep an eye out for that. I don't have a lot of experience with these uncirculated issues from Beckett. The only thing I'll caution you is that, you know, if you buy one of those, just because it came directly from Sports Illustrated and it says uncirculated, um, if you were to crack that slab and then send it into CGC to be graded, there's no guarantee that you're automatically going to get, uh, you know, the top grade of 9.8. So um, just something to keep in mind. I've also seen some, some issues that are slabbed and graded from a couple of other random companies out there. Um, I did a quick Google search on the companies and couldn't find any information about them. So the point I'm trying to make is CGC is where you want to go to get your issues graded. They are by far and away the industry standard. They've been doing this for decades. They are tough graders, but they are consistent. And that's really what you want in a, in a sports card grading hobby or the magazine grading hobby or anything like that. You want a company you can trust that's not a fly-by-night group that is difficult in their grading system 
but more importantly, consistent in their grading system. And that is really what CGC offers. There's a few different ways you can get your magazines graded by CGC. One is you can take them to an authorized CGC dealer and submit them there. You can find a list of CGC authorized dealers on the uh, CGC website. Uh, they're entirely uh, made up of local comic book stores, which is CGC's, that's most of their business is grading comic books. Uh, I've never done this, can't really speak to the process, but it is available to anybody. The other way is to become a member of CGC. So let's take a look at that right now. Um, there are different tiers and various price points. Now, there's a free membership that allows you to drop off submissions at live events that CGC is participating in, things like Comic-Cons and other comic shows and stuff like that. Obviously, since COVID started in March, CGC has not been attending any live shows and they haven't been going on. But in the future, that is an option for you. The third option is to become a paying member of CGC. You can see that that ranges in price from $25 a year to $300 a year. Um, so take a look at that and, and see what makes the most sense for you. Here's what I'll tell you. If you do up and end up becoming a CGC member and mailing your magazines to CGC to be graded, do yourself a favor and take some time to read about the submission process and most importantly, how to ship your items to CGC. With sports cards, it's a little bit easier. You just slide them in a penny sleeve, you put them in a hard plastic you know, uh, uh, container, and then you send them in. Magazines are a lot bigger and a lot more floppy and a lot easier to get damaged. So the more you can follow their requested shipping procedures that are on the CGC website, the, the more likely your items aren't gonna get damaged in shipping. CGC does a pretty good job of giving you some instructions on their website on how to do this. Um, I've also found there are some really good YouTube videos out there that show you how to properly ship items to CGC. One word of caution for magazine collectors. CGC has started selling shipping kits that supply you with everything you need to ship items to CGC. These kits don't work for magazines. They are designed and sized for comic books only. So the backer boards, the sleeves, the cardboard shipping containers, everything else, they're too small for Sports Illustrated's and every other magazine out there. Um, so when you see those shipping kits, it sounds like a really simple uh, thing. I can, oh, I can buy the shipping kit and I've got everything I need to send my stuff to CGC. They're designed for comic books only. They will not work on Sports Illustrated. So a word of caution about that. I'm going to wrap up this episode spending a few minutes um, showing you what I'm collecting and what I'm focusing on. So I was born in the Chicago suburbs. Um, I'm a huge Bulls fan and Bears and Cubs and Notre Dame. My main focus right now is trying to collect all 50 Michael Jordan issues and have them graded. My favorite so far is this one. Got a 9.8, this issue from 1992 after the Bulls won their second NBA title, beating the Portland Trailblazers. So something to keep in mind here, while CGC grades on a one to 10 scale, I can tell you that from the data that you can access, um, they have never given an issue of Sports Illustrated anything higher than a 9.8. Part of this speaks to the high grading standards that CGC has. And, and again, while most of what CGC does is grade comic books, where they've graded tens of millions of issues over the years. For comic books, despite the fact that they've graded tens of millions of issues over the years, they've only given a handful of grades of 9.9 .9 or 10.0. Um, while CGC has graded tens of thousands of Sports Illustrated, 
The highest they've ever given any Sports Illustrated issue is 9.8. My guess is it's highly unlikely they'll ever give any issue of Sports Illustrated a 9.9 or a 10. So a grade of 9.8 in this hobby is in reality the same as a PSA 10. Um, grades from 9 to 9.8 are done in increments of 0.2. So you can get a 9, 9.2, 9.4, 9.6, 9.8. .9 For grades below 9, they're done in half grade increments. So I can get a 7.5, an 8.0, an 8.5, and uh, a 9. .0. That's it for today's podcast. Appreciate you watching and listening. Um, since you listened to the end of this podcast, I'll leave you with a coupon code of sorts. Um, I have some extra issues that I've had graded um, that are for sale on eBay. Um, all you have to do is send me a DM on any social media channel or on eBay and I'll give you 20% off any Sports Illustrated issue that I've got for sale uh, on eBay. So follow me on social media. Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and eBay. Um, shoot me a DM. Let me know which issue you want and, and, and I'll give you 20% off and we'll make it happen. Uh, next time on the podcast, we're going to take a deeper dive into some recent sale prices for CGC Sports Illustrated issues. And again, be sure to follow me on social media and uh, rate and subscribe to this podcast.